0: Many of people have said, and you maybe have said this, or at least you've heard this, uh, this has been one of the most, if not the most, unprecedented years, not only in generations, but ever as a nation. Now, that word unprecedented, it means never done. It it means never known. So basically what what it means is uh, all of the things that I just mentioned that I said did not happen actually happened. The things that maybe have never happened before happen. Now, pandemic has happened in our nation before, but not quite like this one. Most of 2020 has been devastating, to say the least. There actually has been a worldwide pandemic, a worldwide pandemic. There actually has been shelter in places and complete lockdowns, which still are occurring today in many places in our nation and in the world. People are locked down. They are in sheltered in place and their churches are closed down right now. COVID-19 continues to run rampant across the globe. People are still unable to visit their loved ones in the hospitals. And maybe the most unprecedented of all, a shortage of toilet paper, which is the greatest mystery in the galaxy to me. I don't understand that. 2020 has been one of the craziest years. We may all agree on that. It's also been one of the most unexpected of years. A lot of what's happened in, in this recent year of 2020 has maybe caught a lot of us, if not all of us, off guard. A lot of things that may have happened may have surprised you. You may have been shocked by everything that has happened in this year. And I would say, at the very least, every single one of us in this room in 2020 have experienced great change this past year. Would you agree? There has been a lot of change that has happened throughout our nation, throughout our globe, and even in our churches. Change isn't always easy. In fact, many of you might say or agree that change is often hard. But no doubt, we as the body of Christ, followers of Jesus, in our marriages, and our families, have undergone and have experienced a great deal of change in 2020. And so, here's the purpose Of this note card. My hope is that every single one of you will will participate in this. There's two sides to this note card, they're both blank. The first thing I want you to ask, or I want to ask for you to write down, is in your own words, what have you experienced in your life in 2020? Never mind the pandemic, we all have experienced that lockdowns, church closings, we've all experienced that. What has happened in 2020? that you didn't expect to happen, something that maybe has been hard for you or your family, something that you would want prayer for. You don't have to put your name on these cards, by the way. You can if you want, but you don't have to. The point is, our leadership, we want to come alongside our, our church, our faith family, and pray for you. And so just take a moment right now, write down something that just came uh, into your life this past year that you didn't see coming personally, that you could use prayer for. You can continue writing if you want. No doubt, there's already a number of things that can cause us to worry, stress, be anxious. There's already a lot of things that can hurt us, that can cause harm to us, that can cause us to feel devastated and so on and so forth. Yet this year, 2020, has seemed to just take it to an entirely different level. And I would probably guess that every single one of us is excited to just enter into a new year. Leave 2020 behind in the rearview mirror, head into a new year with new and high hopes, looking ahead towards the future. However, despite that, as we look ahead into the new year, I would guess that many of us might agree that there is a lot of unknown ahead of us. Not only has there been a lot of change in this past year, but looking ahead into the new year, there's still a lot of unknown and as we reflect on what's happened in the past year, I would assume that many of us are anxious to know what's going to happen. What, what does the future look like? What, what's going on with the vaccine? Will there be a vaccine? What about travel? Will we be able to go to our grandparents' house or our friends' house or our neighbors' house without other people giving us the stink eye? What about mission trips? Now, those of you who love outreach and love missions, like, will we get to go on mission trips again? And what about the state of the church in 2021. What's that going to look like? And uh, what about restrictions? What, what's that going to be? And masks. You know, if we get the vaccine, do we have to wear the masks? Will there be masks for the majority of the new year? A lot of unknown. And so the second thing I, I would ask for you to write on that card, just flip it over, is and again, you don't have to put your name on this. You can do it in one word, a sentence, or you can write a whole paragraph. But on the other side of the card, I want to ask you to write down something that you personally or for your family hope to experience here at Hillcrest. What is something that you are just yearning and longing for this church to do? Maybe it's uh, bring back Sunday school. And you could just write Sunday school. And you can even write, I just want to study the Bible more. And so I want Sunday school to come back. Maybe it's a, it's a life group. Maybe you're not involved in life group and, and you just want to find community. You can just write community down. Maybe it's mission trips or outreach, whatever it is uh, for you as personally or for your family. What is it that you're, you're hoping uh, God might do at this church at Hillcrest next year? Would you write that down? My purpose in all this is to see the hearts of God's people in our church, to pray for you and to see where you're at spiritually. What would you like to see happen in our church? What would you like to see happen God uh, do in our church. So take a moment and write that down. And on your way out of the service, there is a table right there before you leave this room with a a box in it. You can just drop that card in the box on your way out. And you can continue writing if you're still writing. But we all know that change is hard and and unknown and uncertainty is, is equally as hard. Because if we're honest, we all like to know things. If we're honest, we like to be in the know. We'd like to know if the news is telling the truth or not. Usually they're not, but we'd like to know that. We'd like to know what's really going on in the world. All we've heard all year long is bad news, bad news regarding COVID-19, bad news uh, politically, all of this division, racial tension, so many negative things that we just keep hearing on the news and on social media, just bad news here and bad news there, just a year of bad news. So I thought it'd be good. To read about some good news this morning. And so we're going to be in various different places this morning, but if you want to open your Bible, you can open to Luke chapter 2. We just read over this Christmas Eve. Luke chapter 2, starting in verse 8, the Bible says this, and in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people for unto you is born this day in the city of david a savior who is christ the lord so an angel of the lord comes to these shepherds just outside of jerusalem and says i bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people god's people had not heard a word from god through prophets for 400 years 400 years of silence not only that, but now they're being oppressed by the greatest army maybe the world's ever seen, the Roman Empire. Not only that, but they're heavily taxed. If, if they could not pay their taxes, Jews, these Romans would come in. They would take their land. They would take their family. They would take all their animals. If you could not pay your taxes, it was worse for you. It was a difficult time for Israel to say the least. During this time. But all the while God. Was forming a plan that began to unfold as soon as this angel appears to these shepherds. An angel of the Lord brings good news when a nation was desperate. I bring you good news of great joy. That will be for all the people. Now that's pretty good news for a shepherd. This good news is for all the people. This good news is for you, shepherds. Despite all the change that every single one of us has experienced this past year, and despite all of the unknown that lays ahead, here's what we do know. Jesus ushers in good news that everyone can grab a hold of. That is good news. Jesus ushers in good news that everyone can grab a hold of. And it's exactly why Jesus came to this earth. Taking on flesh, dwelling among us to bring good news. Luke 4, verse 18, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. That's why Jesus came. To proclaim good news. In fact, good news here in the Bible We know it means gospel, but the Greek word is evangelizo. It simply means to tell the good news. Anytime you think of the word evangelism, that's what that is. It's telling the good news. It's sharing the gospel. That's what good news is. It's the gospel. And Jesus, when he inaugurates his ministry, this is what he says in Mark 1, verse 15. The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. Good news. And the best part about this good news is it's available to every single person on this planet. Every single person who can hear about this good news can receive it and let it change their lives. It's the case for any person in this room. This good news has the power to transform your life. Not necessarily just to make you better, but to make you whole. To build what maybe this world has broken. To rebuild, rather. There's no doubt that Israel was a, not only oppressed by Rome, but Jesus came to rescue them, not from Rome, but something far greater than even that. Jesus came for the spiritually busted. That's who He came for. Jesus came to rescue people, not from Rome, but from sin. He came to set the captives free. Those who are in bondage, those who are slaves to sin. Jesus came to set people free from that. And I would even say that He came to remind people, to show people rather, that you don't have to stay in the life that you're living because of what sin has brought you into. He came to rescue people from that. He came to lift the burden of those who were carrying the weight of the law in His day. An impossible feat, trying to keep 600 plus Laws in the Old Testament seems impossible, he asked me. Jesus came to free people from being slaves to their addictions. If you have an addiction that you can't seem to break. Jesus came to help you help set you free from that. Jesus actually came to turn religion on its head. The last shall be first, the first shall be last. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they shall be filled jesus says jesus came to bring good news in a world gone bad and in our world in a time in a season in a year where we've heard nothing but bad news being reported everywhere you look it's bad news for the most part i thought we'd flip the script this morning and report good news but not just good news that God has given us through Christ, because that is the good news. God sent His Son into this world, this broken world far from Him. He sent His Son into the world. He he grew up just like you and me. I mean, different culture, different time, of course, but but He was a baby, became an adolescent, a teenager, and then a man. But He wasn't just any man. He was the Son of Man, the Son of God. And His very purpose of why He came was to save from sin. And the way He was supposed to save from sin, the only way that that was possible is to die for the sins of the world. Jesus died on the cross, shedding His blood for the salvation of all who would believe. That's why Jesus came. That's the good news of the Bible. And so this morning, for the rest of our time together, I want to report good news, good things that have happened in our church. I don't know if you know the actor, um, John Krasinski. So when this pandemic hit, John Krasinski played Jim in The Office, if you're an Office fan. He also played Jack Ryan and Jack Ryan if you liked that show. But John Krasinski, when the pandemic hit and when he was in quarantine, he came up with this show that aired on YouTube called Some Good News, where he was just taking good news stories that were happening all over the nation from people and families. And in a world where there was nothing but bad news, John Krasinski started reporting good news happening all over the country. This past year has been crazy. And that's all we've been talking about. I've mentioned it so many times about, you know, what the state of the world, and and all of that. And you all know that. And I know that we're all longing for a better year. And I want to just share with you different positive things that have actually happened throughout this pandemic in our church. I want to report to you good news from Hillcrest in 2020. Most of the nation's churches were locked down, were closed for a long time. And aside from just the eight weeks that we were locked down when every other church in the nation literally was locked down. We have not been closed since that time. We have been open since May 10th on Mother's Day of this year. People who have gotten sick in our church who have recovered from COVID-19. Like, praise God for that. One of our elders said this to me the other day. He says, I see people, he's talking about our church family. I see people putting their trust in God, not things. I see more of a family atmosphere which I can attest to that. A lot of times when we end our service, y'all take forever to leave. Because you talk to each other. You mingle. And there was a time when that wasn't so much the case. And that's incredible. I see more of a family atmosphere. I see God more in control of my life and not so much the world. I see friendships forming that were not there just a few months ago. I can attest to that too. I see Jesus becoming more prominent with people instead of worldly things. And I know this person has so much more to say than that, but that's incredible. Talking about the life of this church. People befriending each other. we're, We're becoming more family oriented. That's what the family of God is. We're a family. We are the church. In this last year, 2020, 14 people placed their membership at Hillcrest Christian Church. Now, some of them were already going. Some of them had been here before and and rededicated that membership. Chris and Margaret Reed, Jeremy McDaniel, Jeff and Debbie Chan, Pam Walker, Persua, Ashley, Hutzpeth, Yesenia, Shelby, Ingalls, Mitch Norby, Della Norby, Luke, and Paul Norby. 14 people said, I want to call this church my home church. In a worldwide pandemic, our church is growing. Praise God for that. We've transformed many different rooms in this church. We turned our library. We really just moved it. But that has become a room of prayer. Like our whole goal this year is we wanted to initiate a a house of prayer in this church. That's what God's church is. We want to be people of prayer. And so we turned that room back there into a prayer room where it's utilized all the time. The prayers of God's people. I've had people go in that room who don't go to this church, and they just sense God's spirit in this place. Like, praise God for that. Not only that, but several different rooms in this building have been changed completely. The youth room, it's just completely different. We want to offer up a a, a different, more inviting, better space for our youth. And then the children's room, completely different. And a lot of the things that you see in the church, like those white tables out there and those rugs, and a lot of the things in the youth room were donated to us. We did not buy them. They were given to us, which makes Kimberly Hardaway very happy. And so, by the way, uh, we put sod down, grass. We did that, and we had not only Hillcrest members volunteer their time and their strength and their efforts, but Salvation Church partnered with us. And a lot of Salvation Church's members showed up that morning to help put grass down. People love grass. And now we have it. Which is another thing Salvation Church, a primarily Russian congregation, meets in our building. And now they're in their second year, I believe, of meeting here. A growing, thriving church. Tons of kids, men and women who love Jesus, uh, people who are so talented, they help us set up this building and decorate. This is not just us. And we asked, we met with Salvation Church's leaders maybe a couple of months ago, and we just asked them to share with us some some uh, life-change stories that were happening in their church. And it was incredible, the stories that they told us. God is on the move through two different church congregations that meet in this building. And that's amazing. We've had guests, a school, meet in this building, which was incredible to come in to work on Monday and have a bunch of kids running around. People being educated. That was amazing. Classical conversations is who they're called. And then another new partner that meets in our building, Trail Life, every Tuesday night. Just more God-centered things happening in this building. Of course, you saw, we got to partner with Salvation Army, offering 25 different families presents for their kids, otherwise wouldn't have them. Not only that, but we partnered with Community Lifeline. And, and this may not seem like a big thing. We're not building a church in a foreign country, but we, we're fi- uh, feeding families Thanksgiving dinner, a national holiday that we all love so much. And we were able to help provide families to experience what you and I got to experience. A home-cooked meal on Thanksgiving. People would come in this building and get those bags, and they would walk out with two big brown bags full of food that you donated. Your time and your money. That's a huge deal, church. We've had people in our church contract covid And they've gotten healthy. They've come out on the other side of that by God's grace. This church has been through a lot throughout the years. Many of you know that way better than I do. But in 2020, when a pandemic hit, you had no minister. No family and youth minister. And you were on lockdown. You couldn't even come here. God's grace has helped this church through a lot. Our church family has been able to bless each other throughout this past year. I've heard several times over the last several months that there just seems to be a spirit of joy and excitement here at Hillcrest. A growing spirit of unity in our faith family. There have been people in this church, maybe in this room perhaps, who started giving, maybe for the first time, or started giving more frequently. Praise God for that. It's our generosity that makes what we're able to do possible. It's your generosity. It's the generosity of men and women who have gone before us and the way that they have stewarded God's money. Because it's not our money, it's God's money. And the way that men and women in this faith family, Hillcrest Christian Church and East McKinney Christian Church, and even before that, the way they have steward, stewarded God's money and resources. This building is paid off. This is a big building. There's a lot of things that we can do god's help and there's a whole community surrounding us that i know is in need of god's help um our very own steve and vonda hamilton expressions of emmanuel uh they wrote a book vonda hamilton wrote a book we have a picture of that not only that but these are vonda and steve hamilton uh, expressions of emmanuel are missionaries that we support here at hillcrest they're also members of our uh, church here but there's a lot of people in this room And people who aren't here right now who have gotten involved in that mission are learning ASL. But their ministry is growing and God is on the move. Not only is that the first book that they're having published, that Vonda Hamilton wrote, but there's a couple of other books on the way. Just a lot of things happening. Oh, and just people getting married. Shelby and Ryan got married on a Monday, which was weird, but they did it. Jennifer got married. Uh, Both Mark and Kathy's daughters got married in the same year in a pandemic. Weird stuff, but it happened. And then Jay Reed's daughter and Dinah Reed's daughter, Emily, got engaged. She's getting married in Turkey? Like, how awesome is that? That's not until next year, though. And I just want to tell you, the elders and deacons of our church are crazy about you. Every single person in this room, they love you. So much. They think of you often, they pray for you often. I know they do. Each one of these men, our elders and deacons, are servants of God. They love the Lord. So Mickey Love, Glenn Simmons, Kyle Hardaway, Mark Christophel who's not here, those are our elders. Uh would you guys please stand up for a moment? And then our deacons, Kevin Craig, Wes Smith, and Jay Reed, would you please stand up? I just want to take a moment and ask you to just acknowledge these men and, and give them an applause for the service that they're doing for our church. Now, I know that they want to physically hurt me now that I asked them to do that because they're humble men and would never have done that themselves. But I just want you to know that the leadership of our church, like we love you. These men love you. They break their backs for this church. And so we're in good hands. God has given us men who love Jesus and they love his church and he's gifted each and every one of them in unique ways that he is using for his kingdom work as well as shepherding the flock here and you know we have a a small staff at this church we do there are several ladies that help us out sale and i are the ministers of this church we cannot do this on our own. Which, by the way, the transforming of all those rooms was not all of my work. I know that's what you were probably thinking. I did all that. I was a creative mind behind all of that. No, it was my wife, Sayla, who's done all that. But Kathy Christofel, Kay love who are both retired and working part-time here at our church. And then Annabeth Hardaway, who's 17 years old. She's not even finished graduating high school with. Everything that you see, the slides and these bulletins and far more than this, is... Annabeth Hardaway doing all of that. All of the things that would make my head hurt. And so I want to ask these ladies to stand up. And then uh, last but not least, uh, Kimberly Hardaway, please stand up. Everyone please stand up. Kay and, and Kathy's not here, but just stand up and let's, let's thank them. Uh, Kimberly is, is unpaid. She is a volunteer. She is our treasurer. And she does an incredible and phenomenal job. Keeps us all on our toes. And does it just serving, working long hours, all of these ladies, far beyond their set hours for the week, every single one of them. And they're just doing a phenomenal job to help us do what we're able to do. And so then we have our volunteers, many of you sitting in this room, those of you who teach Sunday school, Uh, Larry who drives from Sherman as far as I know, goes back there and teaches God's Word still. Everything that you see from the TV, from, from, from all the music and the sound, it happens by volunteers. Unpaid people serving God's church. Our, our entire worship service is done by volunteers. Chris Reed and Brandon Stevens, who are up there in the sound booth, who will probably also want to physically hurt me after the service for acknowledging them. They are so incredibly committed to what they do in this church. There's a camera back there. There's a lot of things that we're trying to do to help reach people here at Hillcrest. And a lot of things, Chris Reed just breaks his back. Both Chris and Brandon, come on days, they're not supposed to be here. Making sure that these things work. Volunteer. I want to tell you that there's no small part in this church. There is no small part in this church. Everything that is done here to make Everything that we do possible matters. It matters greatly. There's no small part and there's no small person. Every single person in this room has a purpose. Every single person in this room has been given the breath of God in them for a purpose. That's a beautiful thing. And so I'm just thankful for everyone in this church. I'm thankful for God's grace and what He's done this past year. Week after week, what we're able to, to accomplish. To bring the message of the gospel and based on what God has done in our church in 2020, I'm excited for 2021. And I just want you to hear from me. I believe our best years at this church are ahead. This church, the history of Hillcrest has seen a lot of good years. And I, I believe that our best years are actually in front of us. And I hope and pray that you will pray with us for the new year. Pray for life change. Pray for baptisms. Pray for that nursery to have babies in it. Pray for men and women in this church who've been following Jesus for a long time to rediscover a a new, deep love for Christ. Because there's an enemy that we're at war with who wants to distract us and move us far from God. So I pray for men and women who have been attending this church for a long time that their love for Jesus would only grow all the more based on the work that we do here. And so moving out of 2020, moving into 2021, here's what we're going to do. I can't force you to do this, but I invite you to come alongside me, our leadership. We're going to read through the New Testament, the Psalms and Proverbs all throughout next year. So on your way in here, in your bulletin, in this insert, there's a QR code. You can scan this and the Bible reading plan will come up on your phone. Now, if you don't have access to a phone or computer or anything like that, it's also going to be on the website. We'll also post this on Facebook. But there's a hard copy outside that you can grab that has the entire reading plan. It's about two chapters of the Bible every day. And here's the cool thing. It's only reading from the first of the day to the 25th of every month, which means every month you have five to six extra days to play catch-up or to just read even more. You're not limited to, to just these two chapters. And you certainly don't have to do this, but from my experience... The more people involved in a reading plan together where we can come alongside each other, encourage one another, hey, hey, what do you think about this verse today that we all read? The more motivated you will be to stick to this plan. This is the New Testament in the entire year, the Psalms and the Proverbs. And I hope and pray that we all do this together as a faith family. You can certainly read even more than that. The Bible instructs us to read God's Word, to meditate on it, to know it, to write it on the tablets of our hearts. In fact, the Bible tells us to fix our eyes and our minds and our hearts on Christ who is seated above. The best way to do that, to to focus your mind, your heart, your eyes on Jesus is to spend time in His Word, the Bible. In fact... I love what Paul says in Romans 12, verse 2. Do not conform to the pattern of this world. It's very easy to get caught up in conforming to the pattern of this world. Paul says, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. If you want to know why God has you here, you'll find it in His Word. God primarily speaks most to you and to me through His Word. And I believe that reading God's Word daily, the Bible, every single day, If you miss a day, don't beat yourself up. You're not alone. People miss days. But reading God's Word daily, focusing on Him and His Word, it will help you, as Paul says in in Philippians 4. Whatever is true, it will help you think on things that are true. Whatever is noble, it will help you think on things that are noble and right and pure and lovely. Whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Reading the Bible daily will help you do that. It'll take your mind from the things of this world, off of the things of this world, and help you focus on the things that really matter. Your relationship with Jesus, the reading the Bible, is a good thing that I hope you all get on board with. And one last thing, next week, the very first Sunday of the year, January 3rd, we're going to start a brand new series where we're going to walk through the book of Philippians together so over the course of eight or nine weeks. And our focus for the entire time that we walk through that book of the Bible is building community. See, I believe this church is is a good faith family where we have a lot of community, but I believe that there is so much more to be had. I believe that there is so much more community to be found for each and every one of us. And so uh, a lot of our focus is going to be on life groups. We want to get every single one of you plugged in with people throughout your week. We are meant to do life together, not to just see each other once a week. And so next week, we're going to start the book of Philippians. We're going to work through that book. And we're going to gain a lot of different things from it. But one of the things we want to focus on is community as a faith family. I believe the more time that we spend in God's word, the more time we spend with one another, the more mature we will be in Christ and the more that we will grow in our faith in a world that is against what we believe. So I hope that good news encourages you based on everything that's happened at our church. And I believe that only the best days are ahead for us. Good news is Jesus coming to this planet. Good news is, is while we were still sinners, Christ died for us, the ungodly. That's good news. And this is good news for every single person. And so I want to close our time together by praying. And the worship team can go ahead and come up. And if you need a hard copy of the prayer guide, you can grab it on the way out. I just want you to know that I'm not only excited for the new year, but I'm excited for being here. I'm excited that I get to do what I get to do. I'm excited that that so many of you have given your time and your efforts and your resources and your giving, and you have made what we do possible. I'm excited for the new year, church. And I want you to know that I love each and every one of you, that I pray for you, and then I'm, I'm just praying that God would use us all in such a mighty and powerful way for the name of Jesus in 2021. Will you pray with me? Father in heaven, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the good news, God, that you did not withhold your son, but you gave him to us as a sacrifice, that his blood shed on that cross is, is our salvation. God, that he is the good news that the world needs today. And Lord, we have him. He he lives in us. If we are in Christ, his spirit lives in us. And God, we are thankful for that. Father, as we look ahead into the new year, I pray, God, that you would bless our church. That you would find us worthy of being used to minister to those around this community who are in need of this good news. God, show us, give us wisdom, supernatural wisdom that comes from heaven, Lord. May your kingdom come and your will be done on this earth as it's being done in the heavenly places. Lord, deliver us from evil, from temptation. Help us walk in the ways that are right and pleasing and good. God, give us strength when we need strength. Set our feet on a rock. Give us a firm place to stand heading into this new year. Lord, I pray for anyone in this room who's maybe not a member, who's uh, maybe considering becoming members, maybe considering going all in with this church. I pray that you would lead them to that. That's the time. God, anyone who's not in a relationship with Jesus, I pray that you would uh, prompt their hearts. Have them come forward as we worship together, that they may know that they are saved by the grace and Lord uh, of our Lord Jesus. God, we love you. We love you, we love you, and we thank you for all that you've done in this church. It's in Jesus' name that we pray, amen.